You are listening to FPEA Connects, a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to episode number 75 of FPEA Connects. I'm Suzanne, and I want to say thank you for listening in today. Sharon and I are here today to talk about some great ways for you to explore the Florida Keys with your family. Hey, Hi. Sharon. Hi. <laughs> so we both love the Florida Keys, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Um, and have had some you know great times there. A little backstory for me: I had lived there when I was a child mm-hmm. for a number of years, so I actually lived there and experienced it from that perspective. But you've traveled down there a few times, right? Yes, <clears throat> I have. So. You feel like you have a little bit of a taste of what you can do down there. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, I think one of the things that's always kind of funny to me is when people talk about going to the Keys. A lot of the time they talk about like it's just all one big wild party. It's for mm-hmm. not for families. You know, mm-hmm. it's for adults um, to go down and explore and do the different things that you would do there. But I kind of want to debunk that mm-hmm. theory while mm-hmm. we talk today because I feel like there are so many great things about the Keys that you can do with your family. Mm -hmm. And the Keys are a part of our state that are so unique. Mm -hmm. And um, just from everything from like the history of how they developed living in the Keys and how people settled in that area, um, just to even the way that geographically, the keys are formed. I mean, there are so many interesting things about it, not to mention it's beautiful. It's tropical. It's got so much going on for it. That's just, you can enjoy it all year, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we have some, some good tips and uh, let's just kind of take it like this. Like, let's just do it. Like if we were going to take our families mm-hmm. on a little trip down to the keys, right? <laughs> yeah. Once you leave Miami, um, let's kind of start with that. Cause I know we have a favorite place in the homestead area. Oh yes. You want to talk about it? Sure. <laughs> You're actually the one who told me about this place and Sherry Seligson. Yeah. We talked about this place. Um, Robert is here. Robert is here. Um, it's a, I don't want to use the word kitschy, but I would use the word kitschy. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a kitschy, um, fruit stand, but it is so much more than that. And it's been yeah. here since what? The fifties? Like the fifties. Yeah. It yeah. is a roadside fruit stand. It's traction too. Cause they, but, yeah, kind of an attraction. Like they had animals and all yes. sorts of things. <laughs> they all like the a fruit petting you can zoo. imagine. <laughs> a petting zoo type of bird. Yeah, they did. And yeah. Um, so many fruits that I think are unique. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And tropical things that you don't buy in public. Yeah, they must have you had know, 10 you know. different mangoes. <laughs> and we got a couple of them Some on the, of the way best down. Ones. They are really good. They're great. Really good. And then they make milkshakes yes. out of all these different unique fruits, too. Like smoothies yes. and milkshakes. Oh, my goodness. They were so good. It's hard really to choose. Really good. It's hard to choose. It is and hard then to choose. We really had fun. They had, I don't know how many different types of honey Mm-hmm. That we tasted there, and one of them that is so amazing, and you have to buy it because it really is great tasting, key lime honey. Oh, yum. It was so, so good. Like, you know, just a fresh flavor that you don't mm-hmm. expect. You certainly don't get it everywhere else. Right. You know? So, I think that was really unique. But, yeah, it is. It's one of those places that, you know, we're going down there and either going down or coming back. You or have both. to stop there. You got to stop You there. have to. <laughs> you have to. And when it's hot like it is right now. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Those smoothies and milkshakes are so good. 
Um, but then, yeah, so as you travel down, you're going to mm-hmm. first come to Key Largo, which mm-hmm. is the key that I lived on when I was a child. And, you know, Key Largo is great because they have, um, I think it's real, when I say it's really civilized, there's a lot of stuff there. Yes. You know, it's not like you feel like you've <laughs> right. gone into another world just quite yet um, because there's a lot of stores and there's a lot of uh, communities, but they have... John Pennycamp State Park. Mm-hmm. And so, so many people do know about John Pennycamp. I don't know, um, you know, if it's just because of the uniqueness of the park. It, it, yeah. is, it is the United States' first undersea park, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And because of that, it's been added to the National Registry of Historic Places. This is a historic site. And, um, of course, it's got that because part of the park is the coral reef system Mm -hmm. that, you know, you can go out to. So talking about the coral reef, let's talk about some of the things you can do at John Penny Camp because you could spend an entire week just exploring John Penny Camp in Key Largo with a family uh, and have a great time. So let's talk about some of those things. John Penny Camp is actually the first place I went to in the Keys. Mm -hmm. My first time, I mean, having been born in Florida, I actually didn't go to the Keys until I was significantly older. Right. And John Penny Camp was the first place I went, and it was the first place I ever snorkeled, too. Mm -hmm. And, oh, it's so pretty out there. And I think John Penny Camp is also the only coral reef in the United States. Yeah. Um, That's what I understand. Yeah. So there's, that system has like six reefs out there mm-hmm. right but yeah yes. that's where it is all and it's so beautiful taken care of it's gorgeous um we had you know friends that would come down and spend the entire winter camping at john penny camp oh, so that's okay. something like you can go with your family uh-huh. you can tent camp you can take an rv obviously um and while you're there there's there's all kinds of different options for spending time. They have a couple of beaches that are, you know, made that you can go and spend time at that you can snorkel from the beaches as well. They also have the boats that go out every day to the reefs that take you to snorkel. Or if you're um, a family that dives, Mm -hmm. that you can go out diving. And then they also have the glass bottom boat tours that take you out over the reef. So like right. one way or the other, you can experience the reef, you know? Right. So no matter what level of comfort you're at with the water, but then they also have um, like kayaks you can rent, mm-hmm. paddle boards. Um, so there's just a lot to do there, but it's a great park um, to spend some time out with your family. Mm-hmm. And if you don't actually want to go to John Penny camp, if that's not what you want to do, mm-hmm. Um, you can go to Key Largo and there's also a couple of other places that you can go out on glass bottom boat tours Mm -hmm. from hotel areas. And what's neat about some of those is going out on the nighttime tours because to go out over the reef at night Mm -hmm. when the lights are shown down there, that's really a pretty experience Mm -hmm. too. And that was something I did multiple times as a child and I was so mesmerized by what you saw, right. you know, at night. It was just so gorgeous. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so also in Key Largo, they have uh, the boat, the African Queen, from the movie that I Humphrey Bogart did. I love that yes. movie. Okay. So there's the boat there that you can actually take a canal tour on that boat. <laughs> and it's a great, it's it's neat to walk down there and see that boat I sitting there. I love that movie. See, a lot of people do. I, I did not, not know that was down there. It. But yeah, so it's a... 
it's a neat thing just to have that connection because there's also, um, you know, some places down there that have some uh -huh. connections to where movies were filmed and uh -huh. things like that right. during that same yes. era. So it's a neat place to go. Um, so then if you're going to keep going further south um, out of Key Largo, one of the things that you want to do is you're traveling south around the Tavernier area mm -hmm. is stop at the Blonde Giraffe. And that is where you can get some of the best key lime pie. <laughs> awesome. If you go to key, if you go to the keys, you have to get key lime pie. You have to have key you lime have to pie. get good key lime pie. Yes, you have to have <laughs> good key lime pie. So I like it. They call it the conch style mm -hmm. key lime pie. And essentially, what that is is you know the key lime pie that has meringue on mm -hmm. top of it. It isn't seen like that many places no. when you get key lime pie. It's without the meringue. Right. And, but it's called cock style because it was really, it became popular to eat it that way in the Keys. And people who lived in the Keys were called conkers. And so, you know, that's where you get like the conquer public from when you're talking about mm -hmm. Key West and everything. There's a whole history behind that. But I love going there because I love to get it with the meringue on it. Mm -hmm. So that's something to try. I like both kind. Yes, I, I like do. them both. I like them both. I do, and they also have um, the key lime pie frozen on a stick. Oh, <laughs> I can't, I can't say that that's my favorite. I would prefer in chocolate. Oh but gosh, no, that no sounds less. really good. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it is an, it's a neat experience. So even at that key lime pie factory, you can get um, key lime bottled juice to take home, so mm -hmm. you can make your own pies. You can of course buy them to take with you, um, and they've got a neat little area. It's a very kitschy little area out mm -hmm. back. Where you can sit in Adirondack chairs and at tables and enjoy, you know, your key lime pie. Well, I can tell you so, that's definitely a stop on my list. Isn't it? It's <laughs> yes. fun. It's a lot of fun. Um, so as you travel a little bit further south, you get to Isla Mirada, which is another great key. I would say that one of the things about that area is I have a lot of friends who actually, you know, look at homes to rent in that area because it's a good place if you're going to go deep sea fishing mm -hmm. to, you know, leave from. And there's a lot of opportunities to rent homes in that area that are nice and affordable for families. And um, there's a couple of things there that fall under that um, kitschy old roadside type of vibe that are great for families. One is um, Robbie's and it's known for years now about, you know, there was a story about how they were feeding a injured tarpon in the area where their marina is. And all of a sudden they came back with many tarpon that were um, following this injured one in to eat. So now you go down there and you actually buy a bucket of fish it's very uh, reasonably priced, but you can go out after you buy the fish and feed the tarpons. And so it's a lot of fun. They can grow. They're huge. Uh, they can be very large, but it's interesting just to see them all come in that habitat. And then you kind of have to watch out for the pelicans. Yeah. And well, those fish too. <laughs> those right. fish can get kind of bitey and the, jumpy. The not fish, bitey, yeah, but. They're friendly. They're very friendly. They'll jump up and get, they'll they jump will. in the air. And those they pelicans. Will. And we had more than one experience where my daughter was reaching back to throw the fish into the tarpon and the pelican behind us caught it. <laughs> yeah. So you have to. They know what to look for. It. They do know what to look for. And it was a lot of fun. But also there in Isla Mirada is um, the Theater of the Sea, which uh, is yes. another great roadside attraction from early in Florida's history. I think it was the 1940s off the top of my head um, that it was built. And, you know, it would be it would be like 
early um, ideas of places like SeaWorld or something where there are animals that do shows. They also have like a rehabilitation facility for injured animals there. Um, but they have all kinds of different things um, there too, like birds and, you know, unique creatures and uh, flowers and things that are just tropical and unique to that area. So that's a great stop um, along the way. And then Marathon has become one of those places that we really enjoy hanging out um, in. And that's further south. That's kind of really kind of considered like the middle of the Keys. It's about an hour or so north of um, Key West. But it is known for a couple of things. First of all, the Seven Mile Bridge starts just below Marathon. Right. And the Seven Mile Bridge has... A history, actually, you know, it was um, once considered to be the eighth wonder of the world. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's a really, it's got an interesting history behind it. And a part of that history is connected to Pigeon Key, which is right out off of um, the Seven Mile Bridge. And you can take a ferry to that and tour it. Pigeon Key is also on the National Historic Register um, because on that key, it still has some of the buildings from the time that it was used as a work camp um, for the Florida East Coast Railway. Okay. And that was uh, Flagler's attempt to build, you know, that um, train and um, have that railway that goes all the way to the Key West. So they were um, housing anywhere from about 400 workers on that little island uh, between 1908 and 1912 while they were building this bridge and they mm -hmm. built lots of bridges of course down there but that the most impressive one was that seven mile it's pretty gap. wild yeah it was it's amazing and you know the first time we went down there i was a little afraid to drive yeah. over it you Me know too. you think about it you're kind of like it's a little hesitant yeah because it, it really is you drive over it and there's this just vast expanse of water it's beautiful it's gorgeous mm -hmm. but um you know you think about what it took for people to build that, and especially in the early 1900s, yeah, that's really you know, wild was amazing. To think about that. Yeah, which is why it was considered the eighth wonder of the world yeah. because it was quite a feat. Um, but also a couple of like unique little things about Pigeon Key. It was used for a couple of different things. Um, it was one of the locations for the Bar Harbor Institute and the the Flipper series from oh. 1995. Not the earlier ones. The they, you know, they had a yeah. re, reissued it in 1995 and had a series for a little bit. Um, and then also in 2011, it was the finish line for the Amazing Race. Oh, wow. Yeah. So some cool things have that happened. That is really cool. Yeah. Some cool things have happened there. And just below um, Marathon, the Seven Mile Bridge, you get to Bahia Honda mm -hmm. Park. That's a popular one. A very popular one. So also, you have to plan far in advance mm -hmm. to get camping spaces there for Almost your family. Almost a full year. Yeah. It's yeah. very popular. It's beautiful. They have kayak rentals, paddleboard rentals. They have cabins as well as tent camping and RV camping. Um, so it's a, it's a beautiful area it's just one to of the spend few days. Places, not I shouldn't say few, but it's one of the places that has beautiful beaches. Yes, beautiful, gorgeous. Because not beaches. all of the coastline and the Keys have those types of beaches. Right, very true. And you know what you do find are usually kind of small and man-made. Mangrove yeah. too. Or... Yeah, it's a lot. Um, so then you can go further south, of course, um, to Key West, which is... Now, I have not been there. <laughs> you haven't been there. <laughs> but, but he is as far south as I've been. <laughs> yes, we know. 
Um, but yeah, Key West is great uh, in so many ways. There's a lot of history there. Yeah. And I think that, you know, it's also got a lot of, of areas that people... I think steer away from sometimes because um, it does seem to be more adult oriented, but there are some great things to do with your family there. Even if you don't spend all of your time in the keys there, you could spend a good day, day and a half uh, experiencing some of the really cool things. Of course, one of the things you're going to want to do is go to the southernmost point mm -hmm. where they have the large buoy that you can mm -hmm. take your picture next to. And, you know, at that point, you're only like 90 miles from Cuba. So, yeah. I mean, it's kind of crazy when it you're standing wild. there and you think about it. But it's a beautiful picture spot. So I would definitely say go there um, if you're there with your family. And then a place that we have found that was really kind of unexpected and a lot of um, fun for us was the it's the West Martello Tower. It was actually built in like the 1860s and it was going to be used by the U.S. Navy, of course, in connection with um, Fort Taylor mm -hmm. to protect and defend that part of our borders. Um, but it was built in the 1860s and after it was abandoned, essentially, um, now years later, it was taken over by the Key West Garden Club. So you walk into the structure that is still, there's part of it still standing, and the doors are real tiny like those old, you know, forts were. Yeah. And you go in, and um, they have, like, a museum of sorts that talk about everything that has to do with that. But then as you wander around outside, they've created this beautiful garden, and it's right on the water. It's just, I mean, it's gorgeous, and uh, it's a great spot for pictures. There's a public beach next to it that's a, one of those areas that you mm -hmm. look at, and you're like, oh, that's the kind of beach I want to go to. Right. Um, so that's really a great area to just go, and it doesn't even cost anything to get in. It's free of charge, and um, it's just really neat. Well, that's great. Yeah, and it's just very tranquil. Like, you could mm -hmm. sit there, as if it's not too hot, you could, <laughs> you could sit there and spend a lot of time. Um, also, down there, you have the Hemingway House, which mm -hmm. was Ernest Hemingway's home. Um, he loved Key West, and he has a beautiful home there um, that has a, a saltwater pool, an actual, you know, in-ground pool that he had built there. Um, there are, if you go and visit... There are still many descendants of his six-toed cats that were, he had <laughs> yeah. cats uh, still roaming the grounds. Uh, but he also was known to have written a lot of his works, or at least portions of those, while he was at that home. Um, like For Whom the Bell Tolls and Death in the Afternoon, plus a lot of others um, that, you know, it was known for. But that is a unique perspective on the history of Key mm -hmm. West when you tour his house. Mm -hmm. And then you also have Truman's Little White House, which is actually one of the most popular tourist sites in Key West. Um, it was originally the command headquarters um, for the Naval Station during the Spanish-American War, World War I, and World War II. Um, but after that, in the 1940s, Truman uh, came and started using it as like a winter White House and retreat. Oh, wow. And then since then, it's been uh, used by um, all of other presidents leading up even to most recently. I think Clinton was one that used it. So a lot of the presidents have been there. They've also created a, a beautiful botanical garden behind it. So it's a great tour. Um, and like I said, one of the more popular ones. Um, down there in Key West. So there, there are just some of the friendly, I think, family-friendly things you can mm -hmm. do. Key West also has, you know, um, a great area where you can watch the sunset at night. Um, 
a great shopping area, shopping district, great food. Mm-hmm. We were talking about you have to have key lime pie when you're in the Keys. You also have to have cock fritters. Those are great. <laughs> That's one of my <laughs> two things when I go down there. you got to have key lime pie and you got to have cock fritters. But you can find those all over Key West, too. Yeah. So, um, you know, but those are some of the places that I would really suggest. Mm-hmm. If you're taking a family and you want to enjoy the Keys and experience that in a very family-friendly way, those are some great places um, to do that. And I can say you can plan a trip with us because yeah. we take an annual trip to the Florida Keys. It's our fun in the sun. We sure do. Yeah. It's fun in the sun, family um, getaway. It's kind of like a long, a weekend long field trip. Yeah. So um, just a little bit about that. We have our friend um, and marine biologist, Sherry Seligson, that goes with us and gives us our own tour of mm-hmm. what's going on on the the reef systems, what kind of specimens, how the keys were formed. A lot of great information that you don't get when you're there just by yourself. But uh, we've had a great group of people come along with us both years. We've done it for two years now. And I think that, um, you know, if you didn't get to go yet, it's definitely something you should plan on. Yeah. For 2020, because it's, we're planning it again. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of fun. And it's a lot of fun. Fun mixed with a lot of marine science, but yes. it's so much fun. It is. Um, so definitely keep up with us and, um, you know, plan that trip down there. If you're new to Florida, it's just a great way to explore um you know, that part of Florida, kind of with people that can know what they're doing and you don't have to feel your way around on your own. But, um, you know, we, we like to keep you connected to Florida. Um, you can find more about the Florida keys on, um, our Florida history adventures plus bundle, Mm -hmm. um, that you can have access to as a member. And, you know, speaking of membership, if you're new to homeschooling or, um, considering homeschooling, or maybe you're already just fully engaged in homeschooling, you know, remember that FPEA is your source for all of your Florida homeschooling needs. You can follow us and check out our website, uh, www.fpa.com for all of our exciting opportunities and trips like we we're talking about with the Keys and other valuable resources. Also, you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, or Instagram mm-hmm. for other great tidbits and resources that are sure to help you as you create your customized homeschool journey. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you've enjoyed our show and will join us next time for FPEA Connects. You can find us on the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network at ultimateradioshow.com. For more information about FPEA, visit us at our website, fpea.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest. Until next time, stay connected.